Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Um... Listen, this guy, I want to read. First of all, we're going to welcome Aaron Freeman, uh, host of uh, Lockdown Falcons podcast. And to get started, I think he said it all uh, in a tweet he put out a few hours ago. And I'm going to, Aaron, forgive me, but I'm going to, I'm going to reach into your business here. He wrote, um, I remember walking out of a bar smiling when Matt Ryan hit Michael Jenkins versus the Bears to lead the Falcons on an improbable comeback back in 2008. It was a new era for Falcons football. And he finished it by saying, I had that same feeling tonight on Ritter to Bernhardt. We got to welcome Aaron Freeman to the show. Aaron, good morning. Thank you for being a part of it. And is that smile still there? Yeah. Now you, you reminded <laughs> me of, of what I thought last night as I was laying in bed. Yeah. And it's, it's still there. You know, the Falcons have not been a fun football team in the preseason for many summers. I think they were 1-15 going into last night's game. And now they're 2-15. and 15. Going uh, after last night's game, and it's nice to have a fun, scrappy Falcons football team that didn't give up, and to see some brightness in their young quarterback. And you're hoping that he he may be the future for this football team. And I think we saw that on that final drive, making a big play uh, to win the Falcons game. And it's been a long time since we've been able to smile after a Falcons preseason game. We are smiling this morning. Spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline with Aaron Freeman, uh, and he is social. You can find him on Twitter at uh, FalcFans, F-A-L-C-F-A-N-S. Um, he, is, he is social. And uh, I'm going to ask you this, though. You, you, you being, you know, excited about a quarterback that wasn't drafted in the first round. I don't know what you went into the game expecting. And then what do you expect next? Yeah, um, you know, I think that's going to be the interesting question because I, I did not go into this game with – high expectations for Ritter. And I think that's part of the reason why you you come out of this game smiling, feeling, you know, a lot better about the young quarterback who by all accounts was not having a great training camp, wasn't, you know, was too inconsistent. And you saw glimpses of that on Friday night, you know, two bad throws, an interception that was wiped out by a penalty, another interception that was dropped by the defender. But you also saw some really good things from the young quarterback. So I think he exceeded expectations. I have been thinking about this for um, since for a little while, but especially last night when I watched the game. And I don't know if there's any documentation to this, but I wonder if there's an argument that can be made when people sit back and they want to put people like Desmond Ritter in a certain category of rookie quarterbacks and compare him to others when guys coming out that are parents have a different sort of mental makeup than single men especially at that young age. This guy became a parent a lot younger than a lot of other people. And I'm just wondering if that, you know, having to have to grow up a lot quicker than others plays into how his approach is toward not just 
the game, but how he looks at everything a little bit differently, and he doesn't have those years to kind of mature because he had to do it earlier. Do you think that's something worthy of talking about and, and putting on him? Absolutely. I think so. Um, I think, you know, anybody sees this in, in the real world with, with people that, you know, were very immature and then sort of have to start figuring things out when you become a parent uh, and, and add that maturity. And I think that's been one of the positives about Desmond Ritter and his game, the poise, the intangibles, all those various things. We, we know it's not going to be easy for whoever is the Falcons quarterback this season and in the future. It's not going to be an easy path ahead of them. And so I think that's going to help Desmond Ritter go a long way, that maturity, uh, that poise, uh, to kind of essentially weather the storm, uh, whatever may come his way as the Falcons' starting quarterback in the coming years. Spend time on the waitforit.com hotline this morning with Aaron Freeman. Talking Falcons, the Falcons getting their win in their preseason debut last night over the Detroit Lions. What's next? A lot of people think, well, in order for this passing game to work the way it really should work, Aaron, you got to see a better running game, a uh, more consistent running game than we saw uh, last season. Did you see some flashes of that that caught your attention last night? Yeah, I thought the the you know Arthur Smith came out of the game, came out of the gates, you know, committed to running the football, uh, and you saw some some good runs from the starting offensive line. You still have some question marks on that offensive line. You know, uh, we don't know who's going to be the starting center week one. We think we know who the starting left guard and right tackle are going to be, um, but uh, we'll just sort of have to see what those competitions and how they unfold uh, the rest of the summer. But I think next week against the Jets have very formidable front, um, and I think that will be a great litmus test to see how far this offensive line has come along to see if they can you know, continually be this balanced offense that Arthur Smith wants to be. But I, I, you saw some flashes. Tyler Algier made some nice runs. Claudio Olison had some nice runs. Uh, Damian Williams had some nice runs. So uh, I think the Falcons are okay at the running back position moving forward. It's just really a question of do they have the horses up front to sort of guide them to where they want to be. That's Aaron Freeman. He's joining Sam and Greg here at Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929thegame.com as we talk about the Falcons. There's people out there right now probably figuring we're being very disrespectful because we aren't even talking about the guy who actually is going to start at quarterback. Not much tape on him from last night, but your thoughts on what you know and what you hope to see maybe in the next game from Mariota. Yeah, I thought Mariota was solid last night. You know, we saw him use his legs quite a bit. We saw him make a couple of nice throws. Uh, you know, led the Falcons down the field in the scoring drive primarily with his legs, but made some critical throws. Had that big play to Drake London on the throw of the middle, had a big third down conversion um, to Kadero Hodge. So you saw what you wanted to see out of Marcus Mariota. But I think we kind of already know what Marcus Mariota is, and I think that's part of it where, he, you know, despite playing well and, and being very much on track to be the Falcons' week one starter, you know, you're looking at the young, we didn't know what this guy was going to be. So that gets you a little bit more excited. But um, Marcus Mariota was par for the course and uh, had a solid Friday night. And hopefully, you know, next week against the Jets, again, given some of the challenges that they may present in the line, we'll sort of see how he handles things. Next week, talking about the Jets, and I guess now the, the, the second game on the schedule now becomes the equivalent of what was the third game, like the dress rehearsal. Uh, I'm, I'm been told by some. So I don't know if next week we expect to see the starters play longer in these games or play less. Last night, Arthur Smith promised that everybody would play, and, and pretty much he did that. But you do know, you know, you want to limit how much people do at the same time while trying to grow the confidence in this. You know, 
there was there was Drake London, whose injury, understand, is not so severe. But the Jets, they're dealing with something else with their quarterback. He went down last night. And so the wonder is, how much do you want to see your starters play in the next game? Yeah, that's 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 always the difficult question, right? Um, where you you want to get these guys reps to get them prepared for the season, um, but at the same time, every rep that you give them opens up the risk for injuries. And you know the Zach Wilson thing that you're referring to is unfortunate. It was a non-contact injury. You would you know those are really bad, and you know I guess we'll find out in the in the coming days sort of the severity of it. It sounds like it's not that severe, but you never know with those things. And it's kind of the same situation with Drake London. A lot of the Falcons expectation is tied to their young wide receiver. So that's a challenge for Arthur Smith, but, um, you know, I think he's up for that challenge. Clearly he's, he's, um, learned from, I guess you could say the error of his way last summer where the Falcons basically did not play the starters. And then we saw a very lackluster week one performance. And I think he's trying to avoid that because he knows the better that team can start, uh, the better for everything. So it's it's a tough question to answer, um, but I think what we saw last night was a a nice sort of uh, medium uh, ground for him. The host of Locked On Falcons, that's Aaron Freeman, joining Sam and Greg here, at Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game, ninety two nine The Game dot com. You mentioned the coach, Aaron Smith. I mean, um, Arthur Smith. What kind of coach do you think you're going to see, or would like to see him become in this second season with new toys? mainly a new toy at the quarterback position, but he now gets to make this team his own. Are we going to start to see a Tennessee-type, you know, offense? Or, you know, obviously you don't have Derrick Henry there, but I guess what I'm asking is what 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 area do you think we're going to see him spread his wings and make this team look like that we haven't seen uh, during the Matt Ryan era? Yeah, I think last night's game, you saw a really good glimpse of, of what Arthur Smith wants to be from an identity standpoint, from a play caller standpoint. You know, they ran the football, they were balanced, they ran a lot of play action, a lot of bootlegs, taking advantage of their quarterback's mobility to get outside the pocket and make some plays with their legs as well as with their arm. So I, I expect that to carry over into the regular season. Um, to me, you know, I've been a person that was very critical of Arthur Smith's play calling last year. I thought it was very lackluster. Um, but, you know, I'm hoping to see improved performance and from that area, and, and particularly in the red zone. I think that's an area where we were kind of promised, given Tennessee's success in that realm for the years that he was the play caller there, and we didn't really see much improvement from the Falcons' red zone offense. And now with the expectation that you're going to have, you know, bigger receivers, Drake London, Brian Edwards, uh, a couple of tight ends that they've picked up, um, you, you, you feel like they're going to – really move the needle in that regard. Um, and if we see significant improvement there, even if we don't necessarily see significant gains elsewhere on the team, I think that will certainly go a long way to giving us a lot more confidence, or at least giving me a lot more confidence in Arthur Smith moving forward. Getting ready to wrap things up here, uh, spending time this morning on the waitforit.com hotline. To talk, <laughs> um, talk about the defensive side. Really, I'm touching on the defensive side. And, uh, and some people maybe jumped off the page to you there last night. Yeah, um, you know, the starting defense did not look great against the Lions offense. You know, the Lions, one of the few bright spots of the Lions team is their offensive line. They really kind of controlled the line of scrimmage. And so the front seven didn't really perform up to what you expect. I thought the secondary played reasonably well for the Falcons starters. 
uh, given their limited exposure. Um, so that's something that needs to improve uh, moving forward with the front seven getting better. But I, I thought we saw some good performances, particularly from the Falcons' depth. Uh, D. Alford made a big play late in the game on an interception. You saw some of the young players on the defensive line, an, an area of the roster where they're relatively thinnest, um, sort of step up and give you a little bit more hope that there's some young, talented players that they can develop. So the defense is a work in progress. I think Dean Pease kind of showed you what he wants to do. He brought some pressure, um, and that really you know, slowed down the Lions' backup quarterbacks, and hopefully it will slow down starting quarterbacks uh, this regular season. Well, Aaron, we appreciate you getting up and spending some time with us this morning. Yes, sir. And hope you're going to come back and visit with the summer as we progress uh, along the road this season. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll see if we have more exciting moments, if we can throw some more touchdowns to uh, lacrosse players. Uh, that would be... <laughs> yes, sir. I'm saying I'm just going to keep saying that. Yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I look forward to you guys. Really appreciate you guys having me on. All right. Thanks, thanks Aaron. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.